the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is the meaning of life? More specifically, what is the meaning of your life? Do you have significance? Well, according to God's Word, you do. Let's talk about that next. You have significance. Not only do you have significance, but you were created for significance. Hi there. Welcome to Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard will take us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're looking at verses 4 through 11 and understanding this truth that you and I have been created for significance. We aren't nobodies. We're not somebody out in left field that nobody will ever notice. God has designed us for something greater. With the details, here's Pastor Phil. This edition of Truth For Today. You've got to have the money to run a church this size. When we first started, there's no problem. You know, and I heard a line that bothers me. Churches in their early days, all they talk about is faith. Churches in their latter days only talk about finance. Are we talking faith around here or finance? God's Word doesn't fail to get done from a lack of finance. It's a lack of faith. When you trust God, his resources will be released. If God takes away the finance, he didn't want you to do it. If he didn't want to do it, we submit. Because only God can supply the resources. Amen? Amen. It's like this church. Okay, some of you ask, when are you going to retire? Some of you seem to be rushing it. (laughs) I can hear it in your voice. Well, let me say this. It's inevitable. But here's the thing we got to know. And I'm going to be talking in leadership meetings in the future about our purpose. See, a church built on a personality, the moment I resign, all statistics say 25% of you will relocate. You will not come if I'm not in the pulpit. That's called a church built on personality, not on divine purpose. Are we serving for God's purposes or just personalities? Will you be here? Matt's going to be preaching two weeks from now. Tim's going to be preaching. And some folks say, if you're not preaching, I'm not coming. Where's your loyalty? To me or to Christ? Is it my church or Christ's church? I've been chosen for ministry, number two. Some of you will not sleep without filling in the blanks. So I'll move. I've been chosen for ministry. And I'll let you read the verse since we'll keep going. And and similar to it, I've been called into ministry. Like Paul, I was set apart from my mother's womb. I was called by his grace. Then Peter says, you're living stones. You've been set apart as a spiritual priesthood. You must know we are Protestant. Listen to me. We're Protestant. We don't believe in clergy running the church. You can go to God for yourself. I don't need a priest. I am a priest. 
I am a priest. I don't need a middleman. I don't need a guy wearing a mitre or wearing some fancy. I get to go to God for I don't need Levi. I don't need Aaron. I've got one mediator between me and God, and I get to go directly to him. Don't let us rob you of your ministry. Don't, don't let a few up here say, oh, they're running the show. Oh, no, no, no. You're running. They asked Spurgeon why he had such an outstanding ministry. They had revival swept London. He said, because my people pray for me. I thought, would it be something if my people prayed for me 10 minutes a day? You'd get a brand new preacher. But most do not. But they want me to speak from heaven. I need your help. I need your intercession. I need you pleading for God not to abandon West County and not to abandon this liberal state, not to let people perish without us sounding out the trumpet. God still has a church, and the tribulation hadn't hit yet. That means he wants us busy working for him in the meantime. In the meantime, don't go stand looking on some mountain. Come, Jesus. He didn't say stand and look. He said go and work. Go and evangelize. I'll give you the spirit. Go to your Jerusalem. Go as far as you can. You know our identity. I write here, I am not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. But I really am who God says I am. A life-changing truth is my primary identity is I am a servant of Jesus Christ. Can you say that? Paul said that in Romans 1. I am a servant of Jesus Christ, then an apostle in the will of God. He put being a servant ahead of being an apostle. Uh, servant. That's the major Major thing. I don't let people call me reverend. I don't buy that stuff. I want to say, here lies a servant of God. A servant. Was he a servant of God? Are you, could I say, they, there goes a servant of God. At the epitaph of John Wesley. At the place where they set up a, like a museum to him. They've got a model there that Wesley gave. Do not praise the instrument, but praise the God who used the instrument. God is what makes the difference in any of us. We're his instruments. I've been gifted for ministry. And Peter says that, and so does Corinthians. You've been gifted. What is your gift? I'll tell you the best way to find your gift. Don't take a course on gifts as much as get busy doing something. Try it. And before you know it, you'll find out where God's bearing fruit through you, where there's effects, where there's fulfillment. We do something in our core value class here called, what is the shape of your ministry? And we're not talking about Weight Watchers and that kind of stuff. Uh, We use it as an acrostic, shape. What is your spiritual gift? How's God, is he gifted you at the mouth? Has he gifted you to minister in various ways? Two, two, what is your heart? What do you have a heart for? Some of you love working with children. Others of you cannot imagine it. Uh, 
You've got a heart for, we had a couple this morning came to the first service because they were going to uh, Hunter's Point and Bay Point to find men lying in their vomit and urine. It's a rescue mission operation. They're working with a ministry and city team to go over there and spend the rest of their Sunday afternoon trying to reach derelicts for Christ. Do you feel burdened about that? They do. Uh, talk to John and Deb Anderson. Most white folks are afraid to go to Second McDonald, let alone minister there. The rescue mission has been going for years, offering hope to every color, every condition. You got a burden for that? I see some folks, they've always got a burden to go up. They seldom get a burden to go down. And Jesus said, when you're invited to a banquet, don't ask to sit at the head of the table. Take the lowest place. Why don't you start the lowest place? Just, just getting back. Just what are you doing in the body of Christ on any level? Giving, serving, helping. And you'll find out in time. God will let you know. You'll know what you have a heart for. Shape, spiritual gift, your heart. Uh, what's your ability? Uh, computer. Sean, talk about, could you turn on a computer? I did my entire doctoral thesis on an IBM typewriter. Anybody know what that is? 414 pages. And he's got, and everybody talk about, oh, you just backspace. You don't do that with a typewriter, honey. Yeah, wide out. And when the faculty see wide out, they say, write that chapter over. No, you better take it. Um, what's your ability? What's your personality? Yeah, God will use all of you. A lot of you are like that. They said, you're like the porcupine. You've got a lot of good points if we can get close to you. <laughs> What's your personality? I asked someone here the other day, do you know any happy Christians? You need to come to church with me. What? Yeah. What, what do you think about it? I don't know. What's he preaching on? I don't know. What, I don't even know his name. <laughs> they sing and... All they talk about is money. That's all they talk about. What do you give a year? Oh, I'm up to $30. You spend more than that at Starbucks. God knows you don't need more caffeine. You know, just miserable. Just miserable. Uh, uh, boy, Christianity hasn't done much for you, has it? it is, should we offer men and women? I was convicted this last week. A guy was interviewing me, and I think I've been negative in the way I present the gospel. I, I'm always want to be sure they're guilty. You know you deserve the wrath of God. Thank you. I just, I, I'm glad I met you. Tell me more. You know you're depraved. Thank you. I, I can't spell it, but go ahead. You know you're rotten. Yeah. You know you're not worth anything. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just so glad I met you. When do we get to the good news? I said, when do we get to the good news? What, what if I said this? Would you like the happiest life you'll ever be able to know in this life? And it will intensify a million times for eternity. You could start it today. I see some of you, I see you, you Calvinists, you wonder if it's right. John 10.10. 10. 
I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So can I offer a man over in the tenderloin today, sleeping off a drunk, sir, if you'll receive the Christ I'm offering you, joy, happiness, and peace will begin immediately. I don't hear you. I don't hear you, amen. You don't believe it? It's easy to get them lost. They're already lost. Can you offer the bait of the gospel to say, I've got good news for you, hell-deserving sinner. God's got good news, good news, good news, good news. It's called the gospel that gives you joy, peace, forgiveness, reconciliation to God. This is our gospel. Our world is already, Jesus said, when I came, I found you condemned. In the Greek language, it was a perfect tense. When I came, I didn't have to condemn you. I found you condemned. And let me tell you, around our area, everybody you're going to meet is already condemned. They need good news. If they can be free. Where am I? Five, I've been given authority for ministry. Christ has all authority. He sent me to be his ambassador my authorities from above. Six, I'm becoming more like Christ when I serve or in my ministry because we don't come to be served but to serve. That's the Christ-like mindset. Anything you do for another today with a heart for Christ, that's ministry. Caring for them. Don't worry about specialization. Just feeding them, helping them. However, I'm to be equipped for ministry. He gave gifts to the church to equip you. Now, here's the thing I think that's scary. If I just teach you, doesn't mean I've equipped you necessarily. Some teaching does not equip. Some teaching only gives you more information. Why give more information to disobedient Christians? You want to help people. You know what Jesus said in the Great Commission? Go and teach them to obey. And I see a lot of teaching. I grew up with it in seminary circles that it was more information than you could ever use, but it was not transformation. That uh, will it change your disposition? Will it change how you relate to life? That we want truth that changes. Equip to minister. Equip not just to have a bigger notebook full of notes, but said, I've been equipped. I've been given the skill and the heart to minister and to serve. I don't claim I'm the best. Or I know the most. I, I'm engaged. I'm, I'm employed for service. So uh, he goes on to say, the body of Christ is the place for my ministry. All the gifts as a whole start in the body. We minister to one another, one another. And the para-organizations, let's say rescue missions, campus crusade, things, many times they wind up doing what local churches either didn't have enough people to do, didn't have the burden to do. They're just an extension of God's church throughout the earth. So the gifts primarily, they begin and function in the context of the local church. Nine, I'm going to be accountable for my ministry. We all shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive what is due 
for the things we've done in our body as a Christian, whether good or bad. And the word bad is not evil. It's the word worthless. He's not talking about sins here. Everything I've done with my body, that was for good. And I did a, do a lot of stuff in the body that, on the divine viewpoint, may not be sin, just worthless. Eating, sleeping, just normal maintaining of the body. Hey, you, you've got to do it, but it doesn't have eternal value. But he's going to reward everyone for that which they did for Christ, by Christ, in the body of Christ. Then, uh, he says, I'll be rewarded for my ministry. I love this Colossians. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So let me give you just four summary points. Every member is a minister in Christ's body. Every member of Christ's body should equal minister. So when I look at all of you this morning, I don't know how many people would be here that do not know Christ, but I'd say 90, 95% of you would claim to be believers. Right? If you're not a believer, go ahead and raise your wife's hand. Okay? Thank you. Uh, that as a whole, I'm talking to believers. Is that right? So today, we're going to pray a commissioning prayer, because Matt Nicosia gave me this wonderful thought. Really, as you, when the church is gathered, it ought to be for edification and equipping. Right? As the church scatters, it ought to be for evangelism and service. Huh? So we're going to commission all of you to go and minister as you leave. Because you haven't been ministering right now. You're just hoping I say it right. You're hearing me. You're not ministering. You're listening to me, as you should, as the Word says. But if you're equipped and you're ready, do you want to go and do ministry? It's like evangelism. You know, I always, every once in a while, people say, well, he doesn't invite enough. He doesn't make enough invitations. Okay, okay. But you know what that does? It makes us do all the fishing in the church aquarium. Why don't we go out in the ocean where the unsaved are? Why should I always be fishing in this tank? No, I'm assuming as a whole you're saved. I'm just trying to get you to act saved. I'm just wanting you to act like what God made you for. Exhorting you, trying to stimulate you to do that. Two, every member has a different function in the body of Christ. I don't know what your function is. You don't have to preach. If you'd like to, let me know. We'll book you some Sunday night that we're not having service. <laughs> I, I think of people I was with uh, yesterday that believed in me when I didn't know how to preach. Though I felt called to preach, it didn't mean I knew how to preach. But it, some gifts are more intimidating. So every member has a different function. Every member's ministry is important whether it's our children's ministry, youth ministry. Where? Where will you break out? So, you know, we, we got a lot of people, like in our staff, uh, I, I, I just am amazed to watch the Mary and Johns who's been with Awana and children for years. 
I appreciate seeing Melissa, who's a graphic art gal, does a wonderful job, always anchoring in our youth ministry. I see some of you over there in the children's ministry. It, it's amazing you volunteer. Without you, we can't pay enough people to do those ministries. We just can't. And I just read a leadership book that says, start no ministry until you first have a leader. And a lot of things are on the want list that we can't do because we don't have a leader. Are you available? And we're not good at recruiting. We're not. We can make you feel guilty, but that won't recruit you. Inviting. That's why we have the enlistment ministry. We want to make it easier for you to find a place to connect. But only God can move your heart to believe, I'm gifted. I want to serve somewhere. I want to meet needs in the body. Finally, every member belongs to the others. Uh, I think for me, my greatest encouragement for ministry comes within this body and also my greatest discouragement. I, I keep cards that people write to me. I seldom keep criticisms. Uh, they'll slow me down for a month. I'll read it, but I eventually burn the letter and get rid of it so it doesn't keep me discouraged. But the cards you've sent to encourage me, I got a file at home, encouragement cards. I look around you. Who has ministered to you? Children, youth, nursery, family ministry. Who does family ministry in our church? Talk Nick and Kelly to do it. He's got three boys. He's running day and night on his job. Meets twice a month. We don't have a big booming family ministry. You know why? It's led by nothing but volunteers. Nobody gets a check. Nobody just do it because they love God. What all could we be doing if we all got in the ministry? And every one of you been designed to do it. God wants to do it through the body. And you're the body. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. As we close things out, I do want to turn things over to our executive producer just for a moment. Here's Chuck Lattabadir. Hello, Truth For Today. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation. Merry Christmas. Dear listeners of Truth For Today, whether you tuned in intentionally or by chance, today I believe that you're here by divine appointment. My name is Chuck Lattabadir, and I've been involved with the Truth For Today ministry in some capacity from the very beginning in June of 1996. But you don't usually hear my voice, nor even need to know that I exist, because I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Today, I'm out of the shadow, so to speak, because today is a special day. Today, I feel compelled to make you aware of a need. For the past two years, because of this COVID pandemic, we've been operating under special circumstances, in that we have not been able to hold our Truth For Today listener appreciation dinner. That event was a way we got to show our appreciation to our listeners, but it was also our annual fundraiser event, our only fundraising event. In spite of that, we have continued this broadcast 
because as at the beginning of this ministry, we believe that our listeners need to hear the truth. We believe that especially at this time, our listeners need a word of encouragement, that our listeners need to be reminded that there is hope in Christ. Now, while KFAX and Voice One Media have been our ministry partner in this effort, they still send us a bill once a month. And we want to honor a good workman by paying our bills. So as we draw to the end of this year, and as we look at our budget for next year, we see a gaping hole. And it is that need that we want to make known to you. If you have been blessed by this ministry, if you think that there may be someone in the listening audience who may need to hear a good word from time to time, if the Lord has provided for your needs and you fulfill your obligation to your local church, please, please consider making a one-time gift or an ongoing contribution to Truth For Today Ministries. We would greatly appreciate it, and it might be that the Lord wants to use you to provide a good and perfect gift to a listener in need of the truth. Anything you're able to contribute is tax-deductible. Stay tuned, and our brother Andy will let you know how you may participate in what God is doing through Truth For Today. May your new year abound with blessings from above. We're asking you to partner with us at this time. After you've met your financial obligation at your local church, consider making a special gift to Truth For Today this year that we might continue to proclaim the truth for today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Year-end donations are always welcome. One-time gifts, monthly gifts, large, small, it all makes a difference. Reach out to us. Your tax-deductible donation can be sent to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You can also donate online, valleybible.org, or call 855-833-9864, 855-833-9864. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.